Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, Rhode Island Blood Center, Gray Sail Brewing, Providence Ballet Theater, New Bedford Festival Theater, Jane Adams Resource Corporation, Festival Ballet, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have one of the masters of the Telecaster, Jim Weeder. Jim is a former member of the band, the Levon Helm Band, and a current member of the Weight Band. Weeder has played with numerous notable artists such as Bob Ware, Bob Dylan, Keith Richards, and many others. He will be at the Narrow Center for the Arts on Saturday, May 6th, when he and G.E. Smith bring their master of the Telecaster show to Fall River.
there. It looks like you're in Woodstock. Are you in Woodstock now? Yeah. So that's where you live. That's your base of operations, and it has been for a long time? Yeah, sure. You grow up in Woodstock? I did. Did you go to the Woodstock Festival, the original? I did. We piled up a station wagon and a bunch of friends and headed out. It is kind of a, a little bit of a haul between the two places. It's not as close as people yeah. think. Yeah, it's not as close. It's over the mountains and stuff. It's about an hour or so. Right, right. I forget. We went up to Woodstock uh, to the, the new museum place and checked that out and then drove to uh, check out Big Pink after that. And I was surprised how far oh, it was. Yeah. It's yeah. not It's That's not all cool. that close. <laughs> No. Back then, uh, before the Woodstock Festival, they had things called sound outs. And uh, you'd see Van Morrison playing there in, in this big field in Woodstock. It, it was different bands, uh, Big Apple Blues Band, uh, Cat Mother and All Night Newsboys. It was it was really cool. It wasn't a big stretch that they had a festival up there then. It wasn't. That inspired Mike Langdon to put on the uh, Woodstock Festival, those little those small festivals. Did you happen to know him? Yeah, knew him well. Oh, that's cool. So have you yeah. popped into the museum? You must have gone to the museum, the new museum then? No. Oh, you haven't been to it yet? Mm-mm. Oh, it's kind of, I mean, for people like me who never, you know, didn't get to go to the festival, it was interesting. I was probably, I think I was seven when Woodstock right. happened, or eight, so I was a little too young. But Sure. You kind of came to prominence before or after you joined the band. Right, I was living down in, um, where was I living at? At that point, I was living in Atlanta and moved back and started playing with Levon. So you replaced Robbie in the band when he left? Uh, well, yeah, basically, yes. I, I did replace him when it came down to a five-piece band in 1985. He had quit after the last waltz. So was everybody else still in the band at that point? Yeah. Now, yeah. I've seen the band once or twice, but I think it was at Newport Folk Festival. Did you play with them then? Yeah. Did you play with Levon in his band when he played there, too? Yeah. I had to help Levon down the stairs the last time he played there. I used to work at the festival. And the oh, last, nice. The last time Levon played, I helped him down the stairs. And floating around on YouTube is this little blurry video of me helping Levon down the stairs and escorting him over to his car. <laughs> he seemed like a nice guy. Very, very Gen nice. Genuinely really nice guy. Very nice guy. So yeah. you played with them until and played with the band and then Levon until he died. Yeah. So you you in fact you're in the weight band, right? Yes. Now the weight band is the band that does kind of a band tribute in a way, but has actual people that played in the band or Levon's band. Well, we've got two solo. We got two albums out now. Oh, I um, saw four albums. Live albums. Oh, yeah, well, there is. Oh, there's, okay. There's live albums too, but two original albums out the newest one is um shines like gold and we do some band songs so yeah it's just it's me from the band and brian mitchell's from the levon helm band along along with me you don't just play band songs now you have your own music oh yeah oh, oh yeah. okay yeah. i always thought the band the wake band was just solely a tribute to the band See, now you, you got to get on iTunes, man, and get hip. Oh, okay. That was confusing. All this time, I've always thought it was it was a band tribute because that's the way it comes across in all the advertising I ever see for the weight band. It's always, you know, it's always pushing the band stuff. So I didn't realize. I'll have to check it out then. I always thought. Oh, yeah. Shines Like Gold is our latest album. Check it out. You've played with 
you know, the uh, whole cast of really of luminaries, Mavis Staples, Dr. John. You played with Ronnie Hawkins, who was the, you know, the precursor band guy. And uh, yep. you played with Bob Weir, Bob Dylan, and Keith Richards. Mm-hmm. What were those experiences like playing with those guys? Uh, it, it, it was all great. You know, they're all characters and they all, you know, they take it to another level. They're like everybody in the band, and same with our band now existing. Uh, they, they just put 110% in when they play, you know. There's, there's no fluffing. You were also a session player as well, right? Yeah. So you recorded on albums as well as going on tour as a... As a... Yeah, down in Nashville and Atlanta and... And, you know, of course, up here. But, yeah, that's part of it. And uh, the Master of the Telecaster is, um, have you seen that show yet with G.E. Smith? No, I haven't seen it yet. That's what I figured I, I was calling you about was this show because you're coming to the Narrows next week. Yeah, and, great. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of fun. And that's how we put it together. Just let's. It started out as a uh, tribute band to Roy Buchanan. Like, let's do a tribute to Roy. He died, and, and um, I don't want him to be forgotten because he really changed the way a Telecaster is played and a really big influence on both me and GE. And I said, well, let's do a couple shows, and it ended up, this will be, we're going on almost nine years now, I think. Wow. We keep doing it, and people enjoy it. We, you know, we do, we'll do some classic songs, favorite songs, instrumentally, like Ventures, which influenced all of us as guitar players, you know, from Pipeline to Walk, Don't Run to, and then we'll do some uh, Sam Cooke, some Neil Young, and everybody kind of knows the songs when we play them. Mm-hmm. They know them, so they're familiar, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's really roots rock and roll. Have you ever played with and Bill Kirchin? I have. Because he's very great. Yeah, sometimes he goes under the the moniker Master of the Telecaster as well. Oh, he totally is. He's definitely amazing. He's uh, yeah, I've he seen really him. Is. His his version of Hot Rod Lincoln, uh, yeah. that twenty minute version he does, where he goes through every guitar <laughs> style you can you can manage. Is, yeah. That's really he's, fun. He's amazing. He's mm. a lot of fun. Well, it's similar to that. You know, people have a lot of fun. They'll, they'll hear a lot of different tunes, and uh, it's a blast. GE brings in all vintage Telecasters and, and amps, and so do I. And I think people really, really have a good time.
I, I read that your main telly is a 1952 telly. Yep. That's a year, year younger than you. You've got a telly that's almost the same age as you. Yeah, and it's it's uh, the first year they made one. Wow, that must be uh, kind of valuable. And GE, GE's got the same one. Really? So we both play them. I had a Telecaster for a while. I bought it in uh, the early '80s, early mid '80s, and I could I just never got used to it. I don't know why. I just could never get into the. I liked the sound. I liked the look. I just didn't like the feel of it. I just couldn't get into the feel of the guitar. And finally, after having it for probably 35 years, I finally sold it because and I uh -huh. got I ended up getting a Gretsch that I liked. But I I mean I really liked when I got that was the you know the first real good electric guitar. I ever bought and I you know I thought it was great when I bought it but I just I don't know I there was something about the angle the the sharpness of the neck and the the narrowness of the neck that I just didn't what, what year was it I think it was an 84 maybe an 84 it was uh -huh. an American telly because I it was kind of funny because I bought it for three hundred dollars but when I sold it I sold it for a grand it might not have had the right neck for you you know yeah I don't know, I, I, I'm a Gibson, more of a Gibson guy, actually. I like the Gibson yeah. necks. They have that wider, flatter yeah, neck. wider, flatter, yeah. yeah so, yeah, they're not for everybody. They're very hard instruments to play. you got to work really hard to get a tone out of them, and they've been a struggle, but that kind of makes you a telly player. You know, you, you, you figure it out in your own way, and it, it makes a unique style of playing. And like I'll play with my fingers, I'll play with a pick. You get the steel the guitar sound out of it sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, and it's use of volume and tone control. So it's it's a it's a workhorse that's hard to play, but it makes you unique in your style and in, in playing. So it's all it's all good, but it's not for everybody. I mean, I love the sound of them. I just couldn't play it. That was the only thing. I mean, I do love the sound of a Telecaster. One of the guys in my band has a Tele, but he has a Strat neck on it, which is kind of interesting. Uh -huh. Yeah, but he has he has a well he has more guitars that he can shake a stick at so I'm sure you do as Classic well. He had a sunburst uh, a sunburst custom if you see when he played with uh, Stevie Winwood in that band with a Strat neck maple neck on it. Mm. Are you one of these folks that has a, an immense guitar collection, or you just stick to the tools of the trade and just have what you play? I just have what I play. I, I had a bunch of stuff. I sold a bunch of stuff as I got older, but uh, but I still have you know some really good instruments that I play. A lot of guitar players I talk to on uh, in interviews and stuff. I mean, some of them have hundreds and hundreds of guitars, and they just have them. I mean, like the one I the one that blew my mind was Joe Bonamassa. His guitars like he, decorations, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. He just has so but, many guitars. You know, instead of putting his money in the bank, he's buying instruments, and then eventually they'll they'll be um, they'll be worth you know they'll be worth a lot. I hope. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, because my thing is, I think that a lot of collectors have inflated the the prices of guitars to you know be a little outpriced for the actual players sometimes. Yeah, yeah, which, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yep, especially the old ones. Yeah, yeah. We'll have some old. We'll have a bunch of old Telecasters with us, and uh, we'll have old vintage amps. Um, now you play just through Fender amps, or you play through other amps? No Fender. What what ones do you use? I got a basement that's been dumbbellized and. Uh, dumbbellized? What is dumbbellized? Like a dumbbell dial overdrive built into it. Oh, okay. okay. So natural tube overdriven parts and a vintage vintage uh, speakers and yeah. 
we're, we're vintage all the way, right down <laughs> to us. <laughs> now, you're, you're 71. How old is GE? Same age. Oh, okay. Now, how did you hook up with him? Was it that the, the Roy Buchanan thing? Yeah, yeah. Did you know him before and that? I, you know, I was, I've done that. Yeah, I've known him from, you know, from uh, doing the uh, Bob Dylan 30th anniversary thing at Madison Square Garden and all the above. Does he still yeah, play with so, Saturday Night Live, or is he not doing that anymore? He, no, he's he's not on that. He used to play with Hall and Oates, though, too, right? So, oh yeah, and Dylan, and Dylan, well, and they, Roger Waters. Oh really? I didn't know he played with Roger Waters. Was he doing the? He must have been covering the Gilmore parts. He's playing bass. He was playing bass. Oh, he was playing he bass. Guitar. Oh yeah. I thought Waters played the bass. Not all the time. Now Dylan, I know, has had his whole you know, cadre of uh, guitar players that have. In and out, uh, you know, a guy I know, Duke Robillard, had his tenure with Dylan as well. Oh, yeah, that didn't make sense to me. guess it didn't make sense to him either when he just left. <laughs> I guess Dil <laughs> Dylan got on his nerves or he, he berated him or something and, you know, Duke left. I guess Dylan can be known for being a little harsh on people. So, one of the guys I noticed you played was Robbie Dupree. Yeah. Now, is he, I don't know... Much all I know about him is that one song he had, and the reason I actually know his name is because it used to be on one of those Time Life things. They used to advertise it all the time. Is he still around? Yeah, yeah I talk to him all the time. Does he's he a, still play? Uh, no. What is no, he, not at all. What does he do now? He just he's kind of retired. It's always a shame when people stop playing music. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I probably. I mean, the, most people I talk to, they want to die on stage because they just want to do it till. His, so they can't do it. You know what? There comes a time when you just don't want to travel. The traveling is a hard part. Yeah, that's the general consensus that I hear is that I just talked to uh, Bill Medley from the uh, Righteous Brothers the other day. And he uh, I was had an interview set up with him and he uh, he had a six hour delay or something and his flights got all messed up. And he was just all out of sorts because the flights have been so bad lately for people. And that's, you know, he's 80, wow. 81 or something like that. I'm sure that being shuffled around on flights just, you know. Know, to do a gig is just i don't it's think i'd tough. want to deal with it right it's, it's a drag yeah you guys probably drive to gigs right you you because you have all that gear yeah I mean, that's uh, a, yeah you can't really fly with all those guitars and amps no nah, we 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 uh we got all the gear as far as the weight band we but we even for this stuff, even for the Telecasters, we uh, we always drive. So I have a great bass player with us called Andy Hess, who's played with Government Mule to Black Crows, and uh, I, on this gig we got uh, Randy Chalante on drums and vocals, who was in the band with me in the night. Is the weight band based out of Woodstock, or are you based out of somewhere else? Woodstock and uh, Albert lives in North Carolina, and and the. Uh, the other guys are in Connecticut and, you know, New York City. You don't get together to rehearse all that much, do you? Or do you do it over the Zoom things these like people do these days? No, what we do is everybody learns the songs, and then we do a um, same thing with the Telecaster show, and then we learn the songs, and we show up at Soundcheck and do a four-hour Soundcheck <laughs> and run the song. <laughs> so tell me about the music that you play, your own solo stuff. Uh, it's... You know, it's it's um, a lot of instrumentals. You know, from roots rock stuff to uh, to groove instrumentals. I mean, look look up uh, an album called Percolator or Pulse, and then and or um, any of my other solo records, which are more roots rock mixture vocals and, and uh, guitar instrumentals. Is uh, GE sing as well? Yeah, 
Yep. I never He's really great. see him singing. I always just see him playing guitar. Yeah. Well, you're going to come to the show? I have to see if I have my own gig. That's been a problem lately. It's, well, it's not a problem because i got to play. <laughs> but it's been kind of, uh, you know, I've been kind of not being able to get to shows because I have my own stuff coming up. But if I don't have a gig, I definitely will come because, I mean, I'm a guitar player and I, you know, seeing great guitar is something I'm always interested in and I'm sure that other guitar players are amazed as well. And every time I go to a show, like, you know, that has some great guitar players, even if I'm not familiar with the stuff, which which actually, you know, it's kind of weird that I do this, but I try not to familiarize myself too much with the music because I like to go to a show and be surprised. There you go. Well, then, come on to ours, and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. Yeah, it would be nice. So what can we expect of the Narrows, then, for the uh, for the show there? It'll be a 90-minute-plus show, you know, everything from, um, like I said, uh, some Roy Buchanan stuff to Sam Cooke to J.J. Kale to The Ventures, you know, to the Shantae's Pipeline. It'll be a mixture of all kinds of music that people will know. Well, it sounds like a fun night. I want to thank you for taking the time to chat. Thank you very much for your time. All right, bro. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care.
Okie dokie. Thanks to Jim Weeder for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Jim Weeder and G.E. Smith bring their Masters of the Telecaster show to the Narrow Center for the Arts in Fall River on May 6th. For more, take the mystery train over to narrowcenter.org. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, Rhode Island Blood Center, Graysale Brewing, Providence Ballet Theater, New Bedford Festival Theater, Jane Addams Resource Corporation, Festival Ballet, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. Thanks for listening. Thank you.